Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, g'day. Hello. How are you, Boz? <laughs> I'm going all right, Coxie. Going all right. Tuesday. Is it uh, still freezing there? Yes. Uh, so there's still some snow hanging around down as low as 500 metres elevation. So Ugh. that's like uh, Toowoomba's elevation for anybody in Queensland, I think is uh, 700 and something metres. Wow. So, you know, it would snow on Toowoomba. <laughs> mm, well, at least it'd be close enough for me to go and visit, seeing as I can't actually get to the snow this year. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's a few people that can't get to places they want to go, but uh, that is the way of the world now. Um, it is. So we need to change the way we think about it, don't we, Coxie? Oh, boom. Hi-ya! There it is. <laughs> well done. I've been You're back. lately is changing the way I think about things. <laughs> And today's guest is a bit of a, a combo, real tradie guy, real tradie wives. It's a real tradie couple. I don't think we've done a real tradie couple interview before, have we? This would be our first. I'm not sure. I would have to go back through the catalogue mm. of episodes, of which there are many. Uh, we're in the 400s now here at Tradies in Business. Longest running tradie podcast. Yes, I absolutely. I nearly stuffed up my words there. <laughs> um, but we are talking to, a, I'll call them a young couple. They're in their 30s. Mm. Um, that's young for us, oldies. Speak for yourself, Warren. Who are working together. They're working together well. They're doing some awesome stuff in their trade business. And um, um, we love these guys. They're, they're rock stars in our community and um, not because of the size of the goals they're kicking necessarily, um, but just because they really do illustrate what can happen when you change the way you think mm. um, about yourself, your relationship, your business, your conversations, your marriage, um, your role in the business. And this is a, a fantastic one for the ladies. Um, mm. I think if, if this episode was recorded for anybody and we don't do that intentionally, um, tradie ladies, uh, tradie wives, um, tradie mums, if you're a, a woman, um, however you want to define that, I think this is a fantastic episode where Renata um, DiVincenzo, the wife, uh, and half of Devo Designs today really does share some awesome stuff. <laughs> I can't think of a better word than that, Coxie. Um, around just being a tradie wife. Oh, what that got means. A lot of, got a lot of hackles up with your words there. Yeah. So you need to have a listen to, to why I use that languaging and I do that deliberately. Um, you do. But it was a great chat. I've hijacked the intro, Coxie, so thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, where did that come from, Was? Um, which will no, make sense to a lot it. of people. But, uh, yeah, fantastic episode. Um, do listen to the end because 
um, the, the answer to the question of uh, what do you wish you'd done differently in your business um, is a cracker. And, mm. uh, and you'll really want to hear that and you'll get a lot out of that. So um, fantastic episode. Again, really proud of these two. And I'm proud of my, uh, my co-host for sitting there silently while I just rambled on in the intro. I've got a hole on my tongue from biting it. <laughs> no, this is a cracking episode and you've summarized it perfectly. It really is. This, this is one of those podcasts that goes to places you could never have predicted it to go to, but it needed to. So much of this needed to be said. Um, I just know you're going to love it. Enjoy. G'day, listeners. Hello. Hello. I feel like I'm the listener talking back to you here. <laughs> I feel like I need to reintroduce myself, Nicole. To our oh. listeners. Well, that would be two of us, and it's been a. It hasn't been that long, I wouldn't think. Surely. It's it's well, it's been longer than normal. We, we're normally we don't go very long between episodes, but uh, we've had a bit of a break in transmission. Well, you know, life. <laughs> Hashtag life. Yeah. Anywho, uh, today we are lucky enough to be talking to the Italian stallion and his beautiful wife on the podcast. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> so this should go really well with that sort of an intro. It should. And and everyone is going to go to their Instagram feed now to see pictures of the Italian stallion. <laughs> oh, well, uh, they do do something for World Naked Gardening Day. Is that what it's even yes. called? Yes. Uh, yes, indeedy. All right. So we are chatting to you – know, so it's, a, it's a real tradey couple – we don't have a theme for this one. We've had like real tradie guys and real tradie wives. We're like jamming the two together and making it a real tradie couple. And there's some dead air for us all. Uh, <laughs> so, that was way too we were allowed to speak. Yeah, that's us. Hello. I was waiting for Coxie to speak, but because it's a while since we actually chatted, we've lost our body language cues. So Luke and Renata... DiVincenzo, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you very much. Pleasure to have you here. Now, um, you are married. Yes. Congratulations for that. Yeah. And and uh, Luke was actually just sharing with us that he stalked you when you weren't even of uh, legal age, Renata. Well, he's only two years older than me, so he wasn't far off um, legal age <laughs> himself. Yeah, that's right. We... Um, <laughs> We started dating. Like, well, I reckon. Yeah. Talk about outing people on the podcast with no real intro. <laughs> I reckon you're up for it. I reckon you're up for it. Zero. Um, Just stalking. No, we were, I was 20. Um, he was 22 when we started dating. And many months into our dating boyfriend and girlfriend situation, he um, kind of confessed to me that he's, had his eye on me since high school um, and I went to the all-girls school and he went to the all-boys school um, across the road. Um, of course he did. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a good Catholic schoolgirl and schoolboy here. Um, there is such a yeah. <laughs> I'm really glad we didn't ever hook up or kind of meet in our teen years because um, even 20s, I look back and I think that's really young. Mm. Um, but... Yeah, I'm kind of glad we had those awkward teenage years to trial and error. <laughs> <laughs> you just needed to iron a few things out before you yeah, actually yeah. got together. It's yeah. Like it's all going all right. I think I'm still ironing things out. So uh, you guys you guys are not in your 20s anymore. I mean, not that you don't yeah. look that. I mean, you both look sort of sparkling 
fresh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and you have a business, which is why we're chatting to you on the podcast. Oh, yeah, right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you start that in your teens as well? How long have you had uh, Devo Designs? Yeah, it was uh, maybe 19, not Devo Designs, but started. Um, I didn't actually start officially to out of uni, which was 2006. Yeah, nice. And started small and did my own stuff, worked for a bit of a, a mentor, Jong Designs, mm-hmm. a bit of a, a um, an artistic landscaper, we'll call it. Um, so I learned a lot from him and obviously a bulk of my knowledge from my father as well, who was super hands-on with everything. Mm-hmm. And pretty much fix or do anything. I think we've all, all good tradies have something like that behind them. Um, yep. And then, yeah, continued out of uni straight in to do the construction licensing through TAFE um, and then kicked it on from there. Started small with just general maintenance properties. You're actually undercharging. <laughs> <You're> actually- <laughs> doing all the good tradie stuff. Yeah, doing the stuff that everyone undercharging. Undercharging. Sorry. No, the, the night the night we actually met, um, which we won't go into that story, but it was at a club. <laughs> Um, he was very excited because he had secured his first landscaping contract and job. And so the year we got together in June 2006 is the um, month that he started his first solo landscaping job. So, and, you know, that my introduction, we were dating for about four weeks and I was there shoveling dirt from a pile. (laughs) Um, So So really? Girlfriend. So the, so the dating was more around, hey, she's got guns. I reckon she could do yeah. some good shoveling. Yeah. <laughs> so you were really destined to be a, a tradie wife, Renata. I think yeah. so. Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. straight into it, yeah. I didn't really know that or own that title. I'd had a um, career of my own. So mm-hmm. when I met Luke, I was working in a cafe. I was a supervisor there and he would come in to buy a bottle of Coke and look at me and yeah. <laughs> um, after a minute for a surf and just walking in with bodies on. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> just happened to be shirtless, mate. Sandy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and then after dating Luke um, and, and starting our relationship, he kind of said to me one day, you're, you're great at what you do, but you're a bit too smart to be um, making coffee and slicing bread. So I think you should go and study something. And I did. And I did a um, diploma of tourism. And then I started my um, uh, career in travel where I worked for 10 years at uh, the one company that saw us have the amazing opportunities to go all around the world um, at very low cost or free pricing multiple times multiple times so um within that 10 years though i was doing bits and pieces for luke's business um i would send invoice reconcile pay suppliers that type of stuff but Mm -hmm. nothing too chunky because i was working full time and and Mm. at times had a pretty high pressure job myself so Mm. It's a slow burn, I think, for most tradie wives, and they fall into it exactly as you've just described. That's how I fell into it. I had my own career, I was working 70 hours a week, and somehow you were in that career, and then somehow you had to find time to help because our tradies are working so damn hard mm. and physically exhausted. 
They're not home often till after it's dark. I, in my case, would be home a little bit earlier, so provided me some time to do some invoicing or to yeah. work on some of the marketing or just those little incidental things that you can help mm-hmm. with when you have time. And yet there seems to be this point in which you're able to make a decision. Do I really want to jump in and be involved here? And I find nine times out of ten when I have a conversation, it's because I can see the tradie wives can see a better way of doing things or another way to support or another way to help. Mm. And so even then I don't think that we fall into it full time. It's just that we're going to help more and that eventually turns into a career, which I know we're going to talk about at some point in time. It's, it's a big dynamic shift in the relationship. And I guess, Luke, I'd love to know what your thoughts were around this time and those changes and how they evolved. Was it a real pressure point for you where you knew you wanted Renata to play a bigger role in the business or did it just sort of evolve for you? No, I, I think um, <clears throat> I didn't, like from the very first, I never wanted to be a tradie, number one. I'd never classify myself as a tradie because being young, I thought tradie would just be, I don't know, just almost like a labourer. That's what I thought a tradie was. Um, and then I considered myself a landscaper, not a tradie. Yeah. <laughs> so um, because we did pick at everything and we did, we uh, ultimately from uni, I, would, I wasn't sure if it was going to be tradie, landscape, or then design or be an architect, something like that. Because I did the major in design. So that's where the passion was. I also did other stuff um, and, you know, parents saying, you sure you want to go this alley? It's pretty hard work, blah, blah, blah. Um, you could be a teacher, all this sort of stuff. And, and and it just, every time I tried something, it just fell back straight into a need to landscape because that's just what I love doing. So I got to a point where I've been doing it for so long, I would always say to Renata, you're so good at this, you could do this full time. And I was probably, before she acknowledged that, I would always say it um, first. And then it got to a point where you're so busy that, the worst thing a trader can do is let someone down, client. So I never wanted to get to that stage. I, f- I feel that I haven't yet, but I could feel that we're so busy that it could happen quite easily. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, once Renata can see that happening and then the stress takes over, I think that's where the natural motherly instinct of a woman says we need to, well, that's what women do, gel families together. So you could see her, her brain ticking over and wanting to do more, balancing the job. And then it got to a point where we said, look, you, the baby's happened. She, she was not working anymore. What are you going to do? Study, learn something new or just give this a big kick up the butt and let's, let's have a crack at it. Um, and then once she did sort of get more hands-on and into it, just recently, every time she discovers something new in business terms, sales and all that sort of stuff, she actually has a general love for it and interest and that growing excitement that she's developed um, has made it a lot easier to then keep going and make Mm -hmm. it. And now she just, every time she's like, I'm so excited after talking to you guys, every time she's like ringing me up, so it was such a good chat, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yep, yep, yep. Got two hands (laughs) concrete down here, got cement all over my face, e-pink in my ear. Yeah, that's good, babe. Do whatever you want. Let's just do it. (laughs) Um, so yeah, now she just loves doing it and she even tried to start a new course and she's like, look, I just don't even want to do that. I just want to keep doing this. So she just ditched that and, and I guess hundred percent in. So how have you found that, um, transition into being business partners essentially? And 
from a guy, Luke, that, you know, you would have been largely doing your own thing, making your own decisions, buying your own wheelbarrows, like to now having a business partner telling you things, expecting things to be done a certain way, but also your wife. Like how how has that gone for you guys? And I'm especially keen to hear Luke's perspective yeah, from a guy's a, perspective. There's a few ways it happened. It's Renata, started, stop laughing. <laughs> originally, um, she would say, is that how you would speak to someone you're working with? And I'd be like, <laughs> <laughs> um, in the terms of, you know, maybe being childish uh, married couple compared to, professional business partners. Uh-huh, yep. um, so she would always take me back to that place, which is good. It's a bit of a recognition. So you stop what, you, what you're arguing about. Mm. Um, also, I think our benefit is her strengths are admin. My strengths are not admin. My strengths are landscaping. Her strengths are not landscaping. Mm. She wouldn't have a clue about landscaping. I wouldn't have a clue about admin. Let's just make that note so severe. <laughs> just a, a sweeping generalisation. That's okay. Um but you know what I mean? So we stick to our own things that we're good at and then that's what we we work on. If I need to buy something, she's actually amazing. She goes, look, you need to buy something, you buy it. She actually makes me buy stuff, <laughs> buy tools because I'm, you know, you, your tools get a workout. Mm. You think, oh, I can't afford a new one. I'll just go until it yep. actually explodes. It's still on fire, but I'll just wait till it actually pops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, she's like, get another oh, few yeah, weeks out of it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, I mean, it's... We Was there... So you talk about, you know, the the tone of language, I guess, of, and I'll be straight up, you know, being lazy in the way we talk to our partners when we work with them. Um, and that, the, the same goes for both men and women. Um, I think we just get sloppy and, um, and less mindful. But did it, did you feel like you, you were giving up anything, Luke, in that transition into actually, you know, letting Renata run that side of the thing? Not really, to be honest. I thought I was, I was giving up stress and giving up a weight on my shoulders that I didn't need to have anymore. Um, so I that's cry. the only thing I've given up. It's um, awesome, mate. It's awesome. Because we, we talk to a lot of couples. Um, you know, it's, it's probably the most common trade business setup is, is the husband and wife team. Um, and we... I guess we hear a bit from men that find it hard to let go of the stuff. And, I mean, they do a shit job of the stuff, but they won't let go of it. So I was just curious to know if that was the same for you. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't sound like it was. Maybe a few little things like scheduling recently that we're trying to um, nut out. Um, We've just jumped in and Renata started doing it the last three days um, through Fergus, and it's it's just worked on, like, so the guys know what they're doing. I haven't said anything to them. It's like, yeah, they're off work. What? what? Get out of town. What? The guys know what they're doing. This is employees that you pay. <laughs> they can do that. I don't have to. No. <laughs> do you know how to do that? Crazy. Um, <laughs> I guess quoting might be maybe the last thing to release from my grasp because it's so in-depth with mm. and I, what I don't, we have to do. And I, I don't, don't even I know that. if that could ever happen. Yeah. yeah I, I don't yeah. think that's the piece of the pie that I'd really want to take maybe the maintenance quotations there's too much Mm. uh too many formulas in the landscaping that have taken me 14 years hands-on to work out and i'm still not i'm still not 100 i don't think anyone ever is but um Mm. yeah it's a it's a calculated guessing game 
based mm. on experience. Mm. So how do you yeah. That's really well put. In fact, you know, I think that we're expected to be, as tradies, expected to be perfect at the things that we do, but often it is a calculated guessing game that is based on years of experience. I, I love the way you've turned that. That's perfect. Renata, I'm really interested. Right, <laughs> <laughs> Keep Renata. an eye out for the app. It'll <laughs> yeah. be the next podcast. <laughs> Renata, I'm really um, intrigued to hear how you found your journey into your role because one thing for Luke to explain to us sort of how that evolved, but what was that like for you? And I know you've had some real big defining points, particularly this year, yeah. um, but do you want to share some of your journey and what it was like for you? I'd love to. Um, hopefully it might help any other tradie wives out there um, get to um, the self-discovery points quicker than what I did. Um, so when I was prior to having our first child three years ago, I was commuting from the Central Coast to the city in Sydney um, five days a week. So really big days, 12 hours in total. So when we fell pregnant and I went on maternity leave, um, I did attempt to go back after, um, but this is definitely a different podcast topic altogether, um, <laughs> office work environments and mothers returning to work is just there's so much work that needs to be done there. So it wasn't, mm-hmm. it wasn't going to work. I wanted to. I was in a team leader management position. Um, And it just felt so foreign. I'd been there for 10 years and when I returned 11 months later, so not even that so much had changed, but you were just forgotten about and Mm. left and and it wasn't a nice environment to return to. So we made the decision while we'd survived 11 months um, without a second wage, I will just stay at home. I tossed up ideas on working at a cafe, you know, working at Coles, doing night fill. I didn't care what it was. Um, I just, you know, was happy to work but close to home. Mm-hmm. And then we kind of had this moment of why am I going to work for someone else and grow their business when I should be doing that for ours? Because I do have skills. I sound like Liam Nielsen then. Um <laughs> <laughs> But the transition, excuse me, um, to owning the role and title that I now have as business manager took up until, so in 2017 is when we had our first child. I started working part-time for the business then. It was up until six months ago that I, I personally had to own my role and through your help, Nick and was. I stopped saying I just, I just do my husband's books. I just do the invoicing. I just pay suppliers. I didn't just do anything. I was working my ass off. Mm. I had created two websites. I had um, been doing payroll, HR work, creating contracts, all these other, you know, uh, things for the business. And I, when I was asked what I was doing, if I was just a stay-at-home mum, and that's absolutely a fine title to have, but I was actually sending my child out to daycare so I could work. And here I was just saying, I just do this. I then started calling myself the administration manager 
or administration assistant because I felt like a fraud. Um, I can't be a manager. I haven't done any uni degrees. I haven't done anything like that. I can't call myself that. And then when I kind of put down, not even on paper because I didn't have time, in my mind, the things that I actually do and, and did and started to introduce myself when asked as the business manager of a landscape business, Devo Designs Landscaping. I took out the just, I took out my husband's business because it is that and I'm very proud, but I needed to, for myself, for no one else, I needed to realise those things and be confident in myself and, man, that's just made all the difference Mm. in the world. And Luke's said this he said yeah I knew this you're the business manager I I know this and we've had this conversation as well Nick previously about my set work days our family and friends are now on board but there was such a shift of oh I'll just pop in oh I'm really sorry I'm working but you're at home yes I am at home we have a designated office space but it's no different to if I was leaving Mm. to go to a different work or if I'd had um you know our mother my mother-in-law come to watch our our six-month-old at the time it was kind of like well how much work do you actually have to do um so once I started to recognize my title and my place in the business other people then did as well Mm. I think it gives you some ownership over what you're able to do as well. Like it, it was mind-blowing for me. It changed the way our business ran, just as you're explaining when we did it within our construction company. And it, it's a personal journey that you need to go on yourself to mm. get to that space where you're comfortable to own what you're doing in the business. And then when you become comfortable, others do as well. And I did really want to reference this whole working from home situation. And I do feel that mine's are changing now that we're in this COVID time and so many of us are working from home. Oh, absolutely. But it has been a constant struggle for me since the day I stepped into our construction business. And people just assume if you're working from home, you can't possibly be working. You can't possibly have that much to do. Oh, you can do that later. It'll be fine. I'm just going to pop around for a coffee. And you and I have spoken about this at length many, many times, as we have with the rest of our group. It's really common for people to disrespect your role, your title, what it is that you do and your job. And I do feel that that making those shifts around our job titles and the role we actually play and then starting to talk to that does change the mindset of those others around us as well, which is is an experience that we've certainly shared. Mm. But I think it's great for other tradie wives who are maybe not at that point yet to understand they're not alone. Mm. So many of us go through the same thing. Nobody questions what the tradies are doing all day long. Nobody asks. We all know that tradies go and work their asses off and it's hot and it's dusty or it's freezing cold or it's raining or, mm. you know, it's really hard for them to go and do what they do physically. But we get asked as tradie wives because we're tradie wives and that brings up a particular thought pattern around what our roles must be. But mm. if we stand up and we say, actually, I'm a business manager, I run XYZ company, totally different. The respect level from others changes yeah. completely. Absolutely agree. And I kind of had, I had a moment on Wednesday morning. Um, So Wednesday, I love a Wednesday because both (laughs) children go to daycare um, nice and early and I get stuck in. It's also my day where it's the first 
um, day of my three times a week um, going to a gym session, which I love and I've been doing now and implemented that as part of my self-care. Um, and we woke up and Roman, our 11-month-old, just was teething, very snotty, really sick. And we were laying in bed just, you know, as he was waking up. And I, I think I said to Luke, this sucks. I hate that I can't go to work today and I hate that I can't go to the gym. My baby needs me and that's okay and I love that role as mum but you get to go to work, Luke. You then get to go to the gym. And he was genuinely really sorry and he's like, that sucks and I'm so sorry. And it's fine but it's then that other role that you're trying to make fit because in that day I still had to find time to do payroll because our tradies need to be paid, our, our employees. Um, I still need to pay to have paid subbies because they need to be paid. Mm. And it wasn't as easy as just having the baby on my hip in front of a computer because then he's smashing every other key and I'm going to pay someone in Ethiopia when I should be paying <laughs> our subcontractor here. Um, you know, and even when Luke got home, he had said, okay, I'm going to be home at 3.30. So I'm like, sweet, because then that gives me at least two hours to do the things I need mm. before death hour starts with the children, right, at about 5.30. Luke didn't get home till 5, and I was fucking pissed off. I was so annoyed. And this is where you talk about that husband, wife, business yeah. partner mix because I had expressed to him and he had known that when I walk in the door, I'm turning off my work role. I'm going to be dad so Renata can go to work. That's going to work two metres away from him but in the office. And, yeah, that really that gave me the shits. It wasn't his fault. It was mm. work he was doing. So I, fi- I do find in this role and in this partnership there's always going to be moments like that that do tick us off but it's just the way it is mm. and our baby needed us and that's just what we needed to do. It didn't, didn't not annoy me though. <laughs> no, and, and I, I think every tradie wife that's listening to this podcast has just had that moment of, oh, my God, it's not just me. Okay, I get it. It's great. And it brings about an interesting conversation in that it can be really difficult to separate that personal relationship from the business relationship. Yeah. And as much about the the lazy use of language um, as we were referencing earlier as what we know we can rely on our partners for that maybe we shouldn't be relying on them for. Mm. If we were um, working in outside businesses, I suppose, if we took your example of Wednesday, you just wouldn't go to work for the day but some, and then somebody else would step into your role and fill that role. Whereas when you're working in a close relationship, whether it be husband and wife or, or as partners, you tend to rely on the other person because you have that innate knowledge of what their day is like or what their skill sets are like. And that can actually create quite a bit of friction within a relationship that then gets brought into the business. It's not uncommon. I think it happens for most partners when they're working together. So I'll come to a question here. On those days when you are really pissed off with one another, how do the two of you deal with it so that the rest of the team doesn't see that are you able to put it aside and then deal with it at the end of the day and just do business during the day or does it start to impact all of those conversations you're having during the day (laughs) i'm proud to say we have 
had one proper big Barney in front of our employees and that was a definite husband and wife mixed with business partner moment. Yeah. Throwing lack of sleep with a newborn um, wasn't pretty. And I think I even said to our young male employees in their mid-20s and late and early 20s, do not have children in a hurry. <laughs> not start a business with your wife or not start, we were in it. Um, I didn't mean that at the end of the day. Mm. Um, but I think for Luke and I personally, and I'll, I'll share this, we had a Barney 15 minutes before getting onto this call. Mm-hmm. And that was because I'd taken the kids to school. I was back here by 7.30, so we had an hour before our talk. I wanted to make myself breakfast and shouted out to him. He's already working in the office doing quotes and I made some um, avocado on soy and linseed toast with um, I chopped up um, mozzarella and tomato, grizzled in olive oil, cracked pepper, balsamic and placed it all on the toast and I was so um, happy because that's the wife moment in me. Like I love cooking, I love making sure he eats something good mm. in the morning because he often doesn't. And I thought we could take just 10 minutes together, sitting at the table with the sun coming in, just 10 minutes together. And Luke's like, yep, I'll be out in a second. Meanwhile, I'm starving, so I start eating. His toast is going cold and I yell out again. And then he expresses and says, I'm in the middle of a quote. I can't stop this. I'm already behind X, Y, Z, I'm working. And I'm like, whatever, you're just a dick. Like I just asked for 10 (laughs) minutes as a husband and wife, not the business. And then I went and, you know, got ready myself, brushed my teeth, did my makeup and I came in and I logged on for this and it was literally 8.15 and I brought it up again. I'm like, I just really needed some us time. And he's just like, gave me all the reasons why. And then I said, of why he couldn't. And then I said to myself, okay, just stop because you're really excited for this chat with Mick and Woz. And if you bring this negative energy into it, you're not going to have a good time. And I haven't said this to him yet, so I will do it publicly. In that instance, he was 100% right because if he had actually left the house to go to a job, he wouldn't be here for me to say, Mm. I just need 10 minutes with you just to... You know, just be mm. us. Mm. However, nine. <laughs> <laughs> um, however, on the flip side, I guess that flexibility does come when owning your own business that mm. could Luke have just given that 10 minutes, but we didn't give ourselves enough time to properly express to each other mm. what we both wanted. But at the same time, yeah, that Barney happened. But I do think we have the ability and we've learned this is to give it away because mm. it's if we, hey, plenty of times in the past we've taken an, a, a Barney or a work argument and dragged it out throughout the day and then we had kids and then you're tired <laughs> and you don't have time to be cranky at each other all day because soon you need to ask that person for help, whether it's with the children or the business. So we yeah. just get over it. Yeah, that was the yeah. short answer from Luke. We get over it. We yeah. get over it. <laughs> Absolutely. And, Luke, I, I um, wanted to probably jump in there. And I talked to a lot of men, obviously. I'm, I'm a, 
a boy or a man. Um, and uh, that's a great observation, Mark. <laughs> Hang on. No, it's really good to be self-aware. Yep. No, still yeah, boy. Yeah, <laughs> what what do you think? Like having got to this stage, you know, you guys have your your fireworks, and you also seem to work really well together. And and you know, the results in your business are testament to the way you two have grown as business people, as just humans, um, but also as a couple. And I know, you, Renata, you're pretty expressive, and you've made some comments over the time that give me a great insight into where the two of you are at and how things are evolving for you. But I'm always keen to get the guy's perspective um, because <laughs> I think us blokes make our lives more difficult than they need to be um, just because of who we are and how we are. That'll happen forever. Exactly. Um, but, Luke, what's what's some things that – um, maybe for the other blokes listening that either you wished you'd done better or do do better now or did differently that like the 10 minute toast episode right it's mm. it's easy to look at these things in hindsight but are there some things like that as a guy that you think ah shit you know if i'd just done this or if i worked on that more then this more awesome stuff would happen have you got any insights on that for us mate yeah um <laughs> <laughs> like the secret we got all the time in the world, mate. Women. What women want, they'll get to it. I think 100% the one thing that they want is communication. <laughs> um, if I had said, I'm just going to the office, I'm going to take the time between now and this interview to do some quotes. Um, if there's anything you need, I'll do it now. If not, can I just do that? And she would, probably wouldn't have even offered me the toast, just made it or brought it in because um, she's such a lovely wife. <laughs> Um, compliments are good too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, even um, even with an argument, argu- I think arguments are great. The arguments mean that you're you're passionate about something and and that you give a shit. Um, mm. Same as when you're, uh, I don't know, arguing about other things. It just means that you care. I mean, if you just let stuff go, like whatever. I mean, it just means that you you you're not you're not a hundred percent in it. Um, you're not standing up for yourself. So if you're not standing up for yourself in a partnership, then you can't find that balance between partners. It becomes a one-sided one-sided situation um, and mm. then it's probably doomed to self-destruct mm. um, because it's not like you're putting each other in check. You just, I don't know, if I didn't care whether or not I would go and do it if, and then if I said, oh, I don't, I don't care, whatever, she'd go and do more things and then she'd be taking on so much stuff that she's overloaded because we didn't have an argument about who's doing what and allocating. So there's mm. that communication. Um, I was about to say something else, but I completely forgot. Robust conversations is a, is a good way to uh, <laughs> describe those, Luke. Yeah, yeah. And the other thing is um, when we do argue, we've got a bit of a strict rule. Sometimes we slip oh, from it. Yes, but I was going to say this. We don't, we don't get nasty. Mm. We don't so we swear. have an argument about the situation in the comment. We don't swear, call names. We definitely don't walk out. We settle it there and then. That brings up an awesome point that I'm going to jump on before Coxie gets in before me. (laughs) (laughs) And we could be on totally different tracks here. But rules of the game. Do you guys have some other rules of the game in business, marriage, life that that work for you in that way? Yeah. Yeah. You want to go? Oh, that was rule number one, two, three. Yeah. So that that rule in our life as married to each other, the no swearing, no name calling, definitely um, travels over to business if we're talking about a um, 
situation in business, if I can see Luke getting the shits or, you know, um, he's had to train me in things and I've always been that person. I've always been the trainer. So um, it's, I won't lie, there's some times where I've been like, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever, and I haven't listened properly and then he's cracked the shits. And just like he mentioned earlier that, I would pull him up at the start in in the early days and say, would you speak to a client like that? Would you speak to your employee? The same goes with me. I Mm. can't pull out my wife tanties because he's not listening if I'm not listening. So that's still a a learning thing for us. Mm. Um, I think the, the, the main rule is put yourself in a, office environment or in the center of bunnings surrounded by other people yeah and how would you you speak speak to your colleague if other people were around Mm. Mm. because one thing that is so important to me is mental health and in particular men's mental health we have a a male industry, a male-dominated industry. Um, And so how we all speak to each other can have massive consequences. So communication and being respectful is really high for us Mm. with ourselves and our team. How do you think uh, we could all improve in that regard, Renata? Like what's your... um, observations perhaps on what are some things we could all do better oh wow um yes you go yeah yeah thank you um just because the environment we work in is can be quite high strung stressful you put under pressure with time i think finding a little bit of patience is probably key to then opening up the communication lines Mm. so uh maybe being a bit quiet for just a couple of seconds being patient with each other rather than jumping down each other's throat. That's if something doesn't get done instantly, <laughs> um, sometimes men don't hear this, the, the right words first what? go, so you need to just repeat them because we're slow creatures. Um, sometimes we're slow because we have 10,000 things going through our brain and we can't just fit one more in. Mm-hmm. Uh, a little bit of patience with that and vice versa. And I think that would solve a lot of problems, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I think um, I have a million and one stories to tell about toxic masculinity in my previous work career. I have not come across tradies that possibly operate the same way as maybe someone in an office would. Um, But I do think what's super important for everyone is the respect issue. Um, So... Just because I am a female, it doesn't mean that it always has to be assumed that I don't know what I'm talking about. Um, I can see Nick nodding her head and was not because. (laughs) (laughs) I'm being silent. Yeah. It's it's the pause, Renata. Pause, the patience. Yeah, it's good. Um, I think without delving too deep into that, it just comes down to respect. Mm. I um, love that when we go and buy things, like we bought a a new car um, for Luke actually first last September for work and we got a ute and 
the salesman would always speak directly to Luke and just look at him in the eye. And eventually Luke's like, you're talking to the wrong person. And he didn't use the term my business manager at the time because I hadn't yet adopted that role. Mm. But he did express, she takes care of all of our accounts. She knows what's in our bank account. She knows what we can afford. That's the person you've got to be talking to. And so, I'm frugal skinflint. Like, yeah. I would have got cheapest price. Bargain. So she would just tight. go, no, nah, give us your best thing. So he, <laughs> mistake number two. So <laughs> <laughs> what can we do better? Always lead with respect mm-hmm. um, and for, for both sexes and in both, in all scenarios, in your husband and wife working team, um, lead with respect to your employees and hopefully then you'll get that back um, with your subcontractors, with your suppliers. Respect just goes a long way and sometimes it needs to be earned but you can always be polite and kind and I think sometimes without being too lovey-dovey, I think everyone needs a bit of that at the moment. Mm. A cuddle goes a long way. Oh, doesn't it? And extremely at oh, the moment. Oh, we've got to use the our, our guests are cuddling, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we might start the YouTube channel with these guys. Yeah, no tongue, Luke. That's why I wanted that 10 minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll be marking this I one think as, that uh, not for family viewing. No. <laughs> we we There is so much rubbish going on at the moment and particularly that we talk often, obviously, about mental health on the podcast and about – the really high suicide rates and the way things aren't changing quick enough. Yeah. And it can be as simple as respect. And I think you've really nailed it with what the two of you were just saying. When you look outside, I guess maybe into social media Mm -hmm. at the moment, there is so little respect for other people, for their situations, for their scenarios, for their opinions, for their thoughts, for their feelings, for anything and yet it's something that was very common when we were all kids. Everybody, you were brought up to be respectful. It was mm. Mrs. So-and-so, Mr. So-and-so, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it might be. Mm. I don't know how that's all gone wrong. And yet I, I feel as business owners it's such a powerful tool mm. for creating a great business, respect. Yeah. A business based on respect will be a successful business. Yeah. You'll have staff that respect you. You'll have clients that respect you. You will have suppliers that respect you. All of them will work harder for you and be more satisfied at the end of the day from a little thing like respect. It's small, but it's enormous. It's funny what you said about what we grew up with and we were always um – You know, it was ingrained in us to respect our elders, respect other people. I will say this. If someone is disrespectful and downright rude to me, they do not get my respect. They do not get my positive energy. They do not get my my joy to them. So I have said this many times. I'm Marie Kondo, so many people. If you're not bringing joy to my life, you're gone. And that, (laughs) that goes down to employees because life is also really too short to be miserable Absolutely. and to be having the weight of the world on your shoulders. <clears throat> There's been three, maybe two times in Luke's 14-year career where I, I've had to pull him up either physically and just emotionally and say, you can do this. And it's always been like maybe one client's negative comment, which was based on untruths, like not the facts, 
there's so much emotion there and you know you might have 30 fantastically happy clients and one client can just bring you straight down mm. um so yeah in terms of respect it does work both ways but i just want to say if you're not getting that don't accept poor or shitty behavior from other people as well mm. it's a good point you make and i'm a big believer in teaching people how to treat us um mm. and i've taught my children that they need to teach other people how to treat them. And it's quite simply, you know, that's a fancy way of saying we don't accept what we don't like. If I don't like the way you treat me, I will either take the time to call it out because I value your relationship Mm -hmm. and I want it to continue or I walk away just as you've just language. But I feel that we need to, we're responsible as business owners to be teaching our staff the same thing, to teach our clients the same thing. I wouldn't. Sorry. Go on. In that that working relationship between husband and wife, I'd like to say to other tradie wives, if you are trying to help your partner with his business and he has actively said, I would like you to, if you keep coming up against roadblocks, maybe a simple sentence such as, okay, I'll step out of the business. I will go and get another job to bring in some income. Is that what you want? Take, like if they're being disrespectful to you in terms of how you communicate on business matters, if they're still bringing in that husband and wife needy pity things, have that honest conversation. Mm. On respect, uh, I want to sing, but I can't sing like Aretha Franklin. <laughs> but um, please don't. I, uh, I, I actually did a little bit of work with um, Black Dog. Uh, Institute this week actually just giving them some feedback on uh, some new stuff they're working on Um, and I I think all this actually starts with Mm self-respect and it's easy to to think we can figure out what's gone wrong with society you know we blame social media we blame the boomers or we blame somebody and point the finger externally and ultimately, if we don't respect ourselves, we're not going to actually um, insist on it from others, but we're also not going to give that to others in the first place. And mm-hmm. and you've both languaged it really well. Uh, and I feel like, you know, one of the best strategies to getting what we want is to give it away first. If I want people to respect me, then I need to treat others with respect. But the first person I have to treat with respect is myself, and I see that a lot with tradie wives, just to loop back around to that, and I'll, I'll do my great grey shark circling thing and uh, come back around to that issue of, of uh, I guess what I see in our groups is a lot of tradie wives who don't, you know, respect, value, appreciate themselves to the level that they should. And you spoke so well about it earlier, Renata, of, of that, you know, I'm just this, I'm just a housewife. It's like, what is with that shit? Like if you like housewives know how hard they work. I mean, I'm, I'm you know a divorced dad to a daughter and um, remarried, and you know my wife works in healthcare, sort of you know decent hours, and so I have a home office and I do the domestic stuff, and it's like it's freaking hard work <laughs> doing all that shit, trying to make sure there's something to eat for dinner, and uh, you know I get it right most of the time, but uh, this whole just thing that that 
tradie wives do a lot. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's that whole self-respect issue. I'm rambling a little bit. No, um, there's, there's been a few things going on lately, but total yeah. sense. I think it starts with self for all of us. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I feel that um, one thing I really wanted to talk about, because it's something that becomes more obvious to me every time we talk to tradies full stop, is that I myself didn't understand a lot of the pressure or the stress or the strain that my husband was going through in our business because you're brought up, well, I was certainly brought up thinking, and I've got great a great dad um, who demonstrated love and demonstrated feelings and emotions but I was still brought up to believe that they're strong and they're robust and they can handle anything and everything will be all right. And the fact of the matter is it's untrue. Right. It's not the way it is. They, they have really big feelings. They have really big stuff that they're dealing with that they often don't language. But as we start to work with tradies, some of those walls can be chipped away and they can share more of what they're feeling and what they're going through. But I find that quite commonly early on in a working relationship between a husband and a wife or partners, that understanding, that level of understanding isn't there yet. They don't, you know, and, and particularly from the wife's point of view, I think we need to take a bit of ownership on this. We're really good at communicating. We can tell, if you ask me what I need or what I want, I can tell you. I have no problem languaging that. I'll but, tell you if you don't ask me. Absolutely. So true. <laughs> but our men are not taught that very often. Some are. There are certainly exceptions to the rule and I'm speaking quite blanketly here, but... No, I think right. the conversations I see in so many groups before they start to get some help or start to get somebody else working in their business with them to expose some of these things is I just want to help my husband, but he won't tell me how. Well, it's because he doesn't know how to tell you how, yeah. or he doesn't really even know what you might be able to do just yet. Or um, I'm really concerned about my husband. He won't talk. It's because he doesn't know how, or my husband isn't sleeping and, you know, he's, he frequently bursts into tears or he's drinking an awful lot. It's because he can't talk about the things that are bothering him. And to come to a question, Renata and Luke, I think in the beginning we all have those kind of struggles as we learn to understand particularly our husbands or our partners as they trust us enough to be able to find ways to express what they're going through or what they're feeling. How is that experience for you? Is that something that you, that you resonate with? Did you find the same thing when you and Luke were first working together in the business or had you already uncovered that in your marriage? First of all, I just want to say, it is totally generational and, and you mentioned that um, our dads, our grandfathers, our uncles, you, you, boys aren't meant to cry, you're strong, you're brave, you can do this and it's our responsibility as parents to two young boys mm. to make sure they're in touch with their emotions and feelings and know how to deal with them. So when we talk about when we started out, well, when Luke started his um, working career as a sole trader, I didn't understand. I had no idea about how stressful it is to quote something, then do it, then find out you've underquoted and you're at a loss. I didn't have any idea ideas on, on or thoughts on that because that was just kept here with Luke. Mm. Um, whether or not, I think he's an amazing communicator now and that's something we've both worked on our communication over the 14 years we've been together um, through married and the business, the communication. 
but there's been plenty of times that I have I have no idea what's going on and it's and it's taken me to be able to say to him just tell me because as soon as you say something the act of just speaking what's worrying you can just be a weight off your shoulders um, usually enough isn't it? yeah the other week looks like I've just got so much scheduling in my head I can't get it all down so I said okay I'm gonna do it as in I wrote up, we've got a whiteboard behind us. It's a dodgy one, but it works. And it's just the dates, the months. And that's when we put in start dates for landscaping jobs. We use Fergus for the maintenance side of our business, um, which has been an amazing addition. And just Luke being able to talk and say, these are the things that are stressing me out, worrying me, um, has been a weight kind of off both of our shoulders. It's even things like, crap, this client emailed me three days ago. Now, if I'd known that was worrying him or he hadn't got a chance, even just a simple email from me, the business managed to say, hey, Chloe, thank you so much for your email. Luke's seen this, but he's going to take time to read it over the next 24 to 48 hours and then respond to you. That sets up the client's expectations and they'll be okay because they've heard from us. That takes a weight off Luke's shoulders that he doesn't have to be worrying about ordering grass, worrying about ordering plants, worrying about getting the timber. He's got his hands mixed in concrete. He's, the phone's ringing. There's so much that tradies have to deal with and when it's all in their own mind and they feel like they're the only tradie in the village that has to deal with this, how awful is that? Mm. So the changes, just speaking about it. And, and letting our, the men in our lives, and particularly we deal with um, our apprentices, and I'm so up in their grill. Hey, how are you today? What's going on? How was your weekend? How was today? How did you find doing this at work? Because if I'm actively communicating with them, they might say that, oh, I can actually talk and, and say something back to, today was really great. I struggled with this. This was hard. But they're expressing themselves. Mm. But, yeah. mm. I've started asking our guests a question that um, I'll be fascinated to hear what you guys have got to share around if you go back in time, um, I guess in your business for, for those listening, what are some things you wished you'd known about or done sooner? You know, it's the, it's the ridiculous thing of changing the past, but I find it's such a great insight into people's journey to to look back and reflect on you know what i wish i'd done this earlier because it would have meant that it's not to regret or have remorse about the past but i think there's a lot of lessons for others listening as well in you know the 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 personal reflection that you guys have got around that is there anything that you know when you look back you wish you'd done sooner or known about or implemented I've got mine, but I'll let Luke go first. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Handballed everything to Renata from day one. It's hard because I'm I'm quite happy where we are now, so it's hard to if I if I go and change something, then I wouldn't be right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, and and you're absolutely right, mate. Um, so the only, the only thing is that um, I know why everything has to be rushed and quicker. But if we joint forces earlier. Mm. Um, we would have got to uh, this happier stage earlier. Um, 
maybe a few things would be different. We might have been out of our first home and into the next one, uh, mm-hmm. our ultimate. Yep. Um, but that's just speculating. Could have gone the opposite. We could have got into it too early and self-destructed and she could be stacking shelves and coals and I'd be, I don't know, at a car wash. Who knows? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and- yeah. Let Renata go. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was great. Mine... Mine is, and this isn't to blow smoke up anyone's ass. I wish I knew about tradies in business earlier because the moment I found out about you guys, it was where I don't even know how I found your groups and your pages, but I did somehow. And it was a, I think it was a Wednesday coaching call and you were talking about the drawing board. (laughs) Just listening to that, that afternoon I told Luke and then I booked in the 15 minute call with you guys that went for probably i don't know <laughs> we're not very good at keeping to time <laughs> was, was you and i could talk for days um, <laughs> and that moment was a pivotal moment in our working career we'd spoken to, to make us join forces <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were, where were you 10 years ago <laughs> we yeah yeah still in nappies dude <laughs> <laughs> but it made us have a clearer direction. And we'd spoken to a um, business coach years ago. Like remember when we were at Coddy in our old house and it was those two guys and they all had great ideas, but then they told us how much it would cost, nearly 12 grand a year. And it's like, mate, we're only getting like 10 grand landscaping jobs at the moment. And so when we found out about you guys and what you could offer and do, it was like, you know what, we're going to take a gamble and and do this. And I thought we were going okay with the business and we were still surviving on just one wage because, remember, I still wasn't physically, like I wasn't drawing a wage. I was Mm. getting paid from the business but not as much in full time like I was from my previous career. Mm. Um. So as soon as we started working with you guys, so much change in just our mentality of looking at the business in such a short space of time and the things that we've implemented and are implementing, the goals that we've set, the goals that we now think are achievable. We're about to start renovations in our first home and we had thought this is going to be our 10 to 15 year first home. I chucked down, I had so many ideas and I just chucked them on paper. And I said to Luke, we need a few acres. We need to then have a huge warehouse shed. And attached to that, we need to have an office. And then we need to have our family home. Because where we are now, we've got some space with the house and backyard, but it is cramped with having mm. the office here. Mm. So when we spoke to each other and said, this is a goal we want, and how are we going to achieve that? We only learned that from working with you guys. Mm. So I wish that we knew about you a bit earlier, but I'm not sure your business was even started then. <laughs> <laughs> We've been around for a while, but not in this uh, not in this incarnation. But yeah. uh, it's interesting to hear you talk about how it's changed the way you think. Yeah. You know, so much, so many business people. Um, have this idea that they need the strategy or the tool or the the tactic or whatever it is, you know, the physical thing, and that's gonna that's gonna really fix the business. And so often it's just about changing the way we think. And I think this episode um, has 
has been testament to that, the way you think about each other in your marriage, about your staff, about your customers, uh, about your business. And we were talking before we hit record about the difference between a tradie and a tradie, self-employed tradie perhaps, and a professional business owner. And it's you guys are such a fantastic example of just thinking differently about your goals, about your business, about how you do things. The strategies and the tactics and the tools and the tips, they're all really important, but they're everywhere. And there's, there's you know, a million and one business coaches that are flogging all that stuff. Um, and we have all of that too. Uh, but what I'm so proud of with you guys and the rest of our community is just the willingness that you all have to open up your your minds to a different way of seeing yourselves. Um, and yes, I'm getting all zen and philosophical today. <laughs> Got those tissues that community, handy. That community that you have created, uh, Nick and Woz, has done so much for us. Proof we're not, not alone, doing yeah. the same mistakes as everyone yeah. else. We're, it's a big we're one, isn't working it? with other trades and they're not necessarily in our landscaping trade, but we all deal with the same thing. And I've, I've said this to you before, tradies don't talk to each other. They don't say, if you're at the pub having a drink, and I've been there present for these conversations, you're like, oh, this client didn't pay or this client didn't do this. Yeah, that's yeah, shit. Yeah. But no one ever goes, do you know what I'm really struggling with? <laughs> and and you've done that with other trades in the drawing board and you're not alone. Mm. Everyone's wins and losses are celebrated or discussed and it's just a it is a really strong sense of community it's my favorite part of what we do and that was born out of loneliness and when you're a tradie or a tradie wife it's a very lonely lonely journey unless you're prepared to put your hand up and be part of a community and I think um, that's what I'm proud of the Mm. most is the community that we've created because it means that people share and they don't feel alone so you've um, explained that perfectly thank you You're welcome. (laughs) Thank you both so much for joining us today. This has been really insightful. Um, Love what you guys have been doing. Love seeing how you're evolving and changing within your partnership, your business, Mm. your family. Uh, You're very much big leaders in what we do in tradies and business. You inspire lots of other people. We're really proud to have you as part of our community. Thank you. Where can people find out more about you if they'd like to come and say good day? We have Devo Designs um, underscore AU on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, make sure you put that or else it'll take you to some guy in Milwaukee um, <laughs> selling T-shirts. Um, and it is Devo, D-E-V-O, like whip it good, Devo, um, which is a play obviously on our surname, DiVincenzo, and also on Instagram, um, Devo Designs. So, um, it might actually give me a kick up the butt to do more <laughs> on our socials. Um, a bit of public accountability for you, Renata. Yeah, thanks, Was. Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're. I'm. I'm super proud of Luke and yourself. And I am very proud of myself for how far we've come. Thank you. In the 14 years, and also in our, we started working with you guys in March and. Because it's Corona, I have no idea what month it is now. But, <laughs> um, it could be 2029 by now. We're not really yeah, sure. I am really, really keen for 
this pandemic to get under control health-wise. So perhaps we could even organise a big tradies and business catch-up, mm-hmm. um, leave the kids at home and go for a holiday. <laughs> we had such big plans for catch-ups this year. But never oh, mind, man. they're all going to turn into next year so that yes. we all get to see each other in the flesh. Absolutely. Look forward to it. Well, it's been fantastic chatting with you both. Um, I've been looking forward to today and I've come out of hiding to uh, to record this episode with you both. So uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. And as Coxie said, really proud of, of what you've both um, not just achieved, but I guess um, the change you've made. Uh, and that's, that's the biggest thing that I get fulfillment out of. Um, as you know, being in the fortunate position of, of sort of the co-founder, co-creator with Coxie here, um, is is seeing people actually embrace change, and uh, you two have done that uh, in spades, pun intended. So, um, uh, yeah, go check these guys out: Devo Designs, D E V O Designs underscore A U on Stalkbook, um, and Devo Designs on Instagram. Do you have a website? We do. It's devodesigns.com.au and uh and you know if you're if you're wondering what this whole drawing board uh palaver is all about um get in touch with us you know where to find us on facebook um i know renata and luke and a lot of our other drawing board members are always happy to chat to people who aren't sure or want to find out more about it best way to do it is to actually chat to some of our members and um and you'll find out firsthand how it's changed their lives so um Thanks, guys. I'm excited to uh, to see the future for you and for your kids, um, and they're lucky to have you as parents. So thanks for joining us today. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. You've been listening to the Tradies in Business podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business, and other cool stuff at tradiesinbusiness.com.au.